foresight. So those are those are pretty generic topics, but we can tie management into to each one of those. Um, but yeah, I don't know if we just want to you know kind of address the, the whole perception first, or just yes. Yeah, let me interject and ask yeah. if I what, of our clients, what percentage of them do you feel put enough effort to our liking? Yeah. That we feel as if they're getting the most out of their service to us. Yeah, and, and that's that's a great point because it's it's not a one way street. It's really not. It, it can't be. We don't know the dynamics and intricate details of everyone's business. We don't know um, what they're doing every single day. I know when people show up, they sit down at their desk. You know, they're either on time or they're not. They open up their computers and they check their voicemails on their phones. And then somehow they start planning or structuring or just working within their day. And that all involves a computer and all the IT services that they use. Um, obviously that's there, otherwise we wouldn't be here ourselves. But I don't, I don't know exactly what they're doing on a daily basis. I don't know how to make those things more efficient. You also, if, if you don't know what they're doing and they're not relaying it to you, you don't even know what they care about exactly. and what they want. Exactly. And if there are easy fixes to get better. Right. What are their frustrations they're living with on a day-to-day -day basis? And are those frustrations being just looked at and addressed and talked about? Um, one thing I don't even have on my agenda is just having an IT committee meeting. And that's a great forum for doing You mean internally for Vitaltech? No. With the partnership? For clients. Yeah, I have a couple clients um, in particular that, and we don't even build for this, we just, I just feel like it's a very effective tool is to, or, you know, practice is to have an IT committee meeting and, you know, someone needs to run it, someone needs to show up with an agenda. What, what do you want to accomplish in these? Right. The goal of the IT committee meeting is to, um, to make IT better for the firm in, in, in along with getting, and you do that by getting feedback from the people they're actually using sure. on a day-to-day -day basis. If they give you feedback, because we do real-time monitoring and logging, correct? Yeah. yeah. Okay, but beyond that, if they give us feedback and say, and please interject with the yeah. common thing that they yeah. would want, Yeah. how do we apply it? So this is more of like efficiency and effectiveness, right? So this is how effective are you at managing your IT? So you sit down. You open your email, you make phone calls all day long, um, and you try and drum business, you, you work on these podcasts, you, you do you know, marketing, you do email campaigns. I, I understand that that's your day-to-day -day job. I have no idea what frustrations you, Scott Root, has on a day-to-day basis. Well, I don't know. I would probably relate to you. I, I'm, I think you're a good boss, and I, Thank you. I'm able to stick within a lane. I would tell you, but i got to think that most people would, would keep at least a decent amount of their frustrations to themselves. Yeah, and, and we're also an IT company, so you have a lot of resources at your disposal. Yeah, great to point. Fix these things. <laughs> right? Yes. Yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, imagine a company that fully outsources their IT and they don't have somebody managing it and nobody in tune with what's happening, especially us being off-site or maybe not having somebody on site and maybe that's a good point to have somebody on site and that's part of management to get a pulse of what's going on and full disclosure we have we have clients partners that 
have internal IT that we work with. Yep, and we have IT directors, some of them. Sure. They're the pulse that we work with and very closely. So, it, it, you know, going back to this kind of effectiveness of, you need to dig in a little bit more and spend some time. And if, if I don't have that feedback, uh, an IT committee is a great way you said, you know, we need participation from the customer's end as well. That's a that's like, I, in my opinion at this point, that's like the ideal way to kind of get feedback from people. Um, I mean, you can do surveys and, and you know, read tickets and things like that. And those are other really effective ways of kind of getting a pulse on what's going on in the IT environment. But having an IT committee meeting, um, it's much more effective because you're getting strategic thinkers in a room who are familiar with IT and they're willing to give feedback, um, be part of pilot groups, and give you the ammunition you need to come, I need, I should say, to come up with ideas to help. What would be an idea? What would the dialogue be an idea? Yeah, for sure. So, um, VPN. VPN's a hot topic right now on the help desk just here at Vitaltech. Um, it sucks. There's PPTP, IPSAC, um, uh, L2TP, these are protocols, security protocols that connect a remote computer to the internal network. So um, the basic concept of VPN is exactly that. So you take a computer home, we don't have this problem and I'll get to it in a sec, Scott, but um, let's say we have our files on a server at the office. You take your computer home, connect to the internet, you double click some VPN icon, connects you and now you can open up your file shares, everyone can kind of relate to that. The protocols that I just referenced, PPTP, L2TP, IPSEC, um, not so much I accept, but the, the, the legacy protocols um, are having, they're not as secure as what they used to be. And, and a lot of, they're being blocked along the way, you know, the internet path between that remote computer and the company network. So they're just, there's tons of issues, hundreds of them. We get tickets almost every day related to these VPN issues. So that's a problem that you can get a good pulse on that just by looking at tickets, but if no one's really speaking up or saying anything, um, I'm thinking of a law firm as I most oftentimes do, um, just because I started working in a law firm. But if I don't know that that's super frustrating and that that attorney, um, let's say that they, they missed the deposition or maybe they didn't miss the deposition but they just relied heavily on the internet at whatever site that they were doing performing the deposition at, and they were relying that there was going to be a stable internet connection and that it would allow those protocols connect them back to the office so they could copy those, you know, some notes or whatever, you know, supporting documents they needed for the deposition. Like, you should rely on IT and you shouldn't have to think about those things, but if they were relying on it and they got to the deposition and they weren't able to connect to it, that sucks. They're going to, they're going to be pissed. They're not going to open up a ticket because they're in the middle of a deposition and they're not going to remember, they're just going to get through the deposition because it's the goal, mm -hmm. or the immediate goal. Um, but I, I won't know that frustration, I won't feel that pain. Um, and if, if one person says that in a group and now I'm in a room with a couple others and then, yeah, we do that too, oh that's terrible, that happens to me all the time. That needs to be fixed, that's a problem, that's a huge problem. That's, their business is to depose, you know, in most cases as attorneys before trial. Um, or to prevent trial in some cases. And if they don't have supporting documents to, to depose, they're not doing their job, right? right? He's getting in the way of it. So that's, that's a, just a small example of something that, you know, through an IT committee meeting or a survey, even reading tickets, you, just, you need to talk to these people though, and, 
and I don't want to say you, but I, I think it's important to have these discussions, I guess is what I'm getting at. Is there, is there an aha element to once they know that this is a available resource to learn about management and to potentially have something like an IT committee meet, are they more receptive? Are they more interested to try to... It depends. Yes and no? Okay. Yeah, yes and no. For attorneys, it's hard because when they're sitting in an IT committee meeting with me for a half hour... They know that that's time that they're not dedicated they're not to their case. If I got five... Oh, billion. Right, yeah. And if they're 250 to 450 an hour, that's an expensive hour, right? Okay. Um, but, again, first thing they do is sit down and they grab their computers. They run around to computers and they need to access that information wherever they go. So, if I don't have those meetings, then how am I supposed to decipher how severe a problem is, actually, if, if I don't have that insight or that knowledge? I can look at tickets, and I can make recommendations off of tickets. That's fine, and that's, that should be part of the effectiveness of managing NEIT. Um, you know, you just run a report, you review all the tickets that were there, uh, and you kind of look for common or recurring items, and then you can make recommendations based on that, and sure, that addresses it. But you know, kind of back to the whole why management is so important, um, and it's not just a help desk. It's you need at the very least, like let's say you don't have an IT committee meeting, right? Because that's like too far fetched, and everyone's just listening to this. Is like, no way, I'm not doing an IT committee meeting. This guy needs to just stop talking right now. Fine, dedicate somebody to review the one that cares most. Yeah, about the one that cares most about technology, or that's responsible for it internally sure. for the company who will at least be willing to listen and, and discuss, have you know, a strategic dis discussion on what to do related to that one specific issue. Understand what the options are, understand what the costs are, um, and, and come up with a plan to possibly address it. All right, so the strategies, so which the strat could have a lot to do, how, what when you get in and you actually have a receptive partner that wants to hear you out and are very open-minded about the idea of strengthening their tech environment. How much of it does it have to do with budget? Are most of these money have yeah, to do with money? For sure. So okay. in that scenario, right, with the, the files breaking, um, you, you, there's going to be effort involved. You want to get them off the server, or you want to implement a new VPN solution. And by getting them off the server, you're just going to put them somewhere in the cloud where you just need a basic internet connection to access them. How much money does that cost in a company? Um, so it's two dollars and forty cents per gigabyte for SharePoint. In um, so three sixty five offers SharePoint. We did a podcast on SharePoint. We can talk about that. And we actually talked about file sharing in SharePoint. So, we did. Um, good relation there. Um, it comes with a terabyte of storage. A terabyte sounds like a lot, but it's really not for companies. So for four terabytes, you get a terabyte free. So for those three terabytes, you do the math. It's seventy two hundred bucks a month. That's correct. Um, uh, that's a lot of money. Or $7,200 a year, sorry. So that's a lot of money. Seventy-two, Over $7,000 a year just to store your files on SharePoint. Something you can never see. Nothing tangible. <laughs> even though it is tangible yeah. in a, in a cloud world. Right. Yeah. But the benefits of it are all you need is an internet connection and then the SharePoint thing is a solution. The files can you can actually sync them locally with your computer, so you don't even need an internet connection. So it's just a little bit of planning. Um, but 
you know, compound how many VPN issues you've had and compound, you know, how frustrated the user gets and how that affects their workday. And if that's an attorney that bills out at $300 an hour, you know. That pays for stuff. Yeah, it does. Well, and then particularly, and it's like many things in this booming life of information superhighway that, okay, they get used to it, you take that service away, and they can never see themselves living without it. Um, I always call it an aha moment because it's it's you don't re, you don't realize how beneficial it is until you start applying it in your day to day life. Yeah. Right. So what is, what are the other examples aside from if we have a server we want to move it to a cloud which is one of Vital Tech's kind of company stances that we're a big believer in both but yeah. cloud being sort of a necessity now. Yeah. Uh, what would be the ne- another very common pillar of strategy that we can that a client, a company, can get from their IT company. Yeah, um, like during a, an IT committee meeting. Yeah, you're asking. Yeah, yeah. Gosh, there's tons of things. Um, let's say you're moving the 365, and you're moving off of an on-prem email server or from one solution to another. Right? It doesn't right. Matter. You're moving from one solution to another. That doesn't happen overnight. Doesn't happen over a weekend. But do you have options? Like, yeah. so if I was the if I was the company, yeah, and my like, right, what are my options? So yeah, we're gonna make this big change for sure. What am I doing? I'm guessing I can do it faster. Yeah. but it's gonna cost me more money. Maybe sure. So there's there's software options that could make it more reliable and effective and faster for sure. But just think about the logistics of it, and especially from the standpoint of. Um, somebody who's been through this before, but the, the standpoint of you know downtime, because everything relates to downtime with IT. So if you're moving files, mailboxes, come up, you know, get in, in front of a group of people who again are in tune with the business in the day-to-day, or just the one person that's in tune with the business in the day-to-day. You, need a, you sort of need an advocate. Start yeah. grouping people. Right, right. right? I don't want to move everybody at once. That sounds terrible. If you have 200 mailboxes, we've done this before and it actually worked out pretty well. How quickly, what's an average duration for something like that? It, it, 200 mailboxes. It depends on the use. I mean, I've seen this take six months, I've seen it take two years. Um, it depends on you know, their attorneys. And if they don't want to move their mailbox, you have this one person, I can't ever, ever have my email down. Like, that's just gonna trickle. So an attorney has you know, a legal assistant, right? And then they also work with paralegals. And they are probably work with associate, a partner attorney, I guess is what I'm referring to initially. And then there's associate attorneys, and they all work on similar cases together. <clears throat> so if I'm moving their mailboxes or I'm moving files that they're working on together, I need to kind of group them together and schedule that. That's a lot of scheduling. And so is that the best method to doing it? I don't know. That's just a logical approach from somebody who's managed and planned projects. The more information you get of how they operate, how they work, what times and days. How am I gonna know those intricate details that you're spinning in your head right now if I'm not talking to at least one person or a group of people and planning this out? I think most people, if you propose, if I was in charge of a company and you were, and Vitaltech was my provider, and you wanted to sit down with me and we were gonna discuss monthly for 30 to 60 minutes about how we could grow. The most natural responses 
what Don't is in it for me? How long are you going to talk to me about I don't really. Do I, do you need an hour of my time to talk about IT? <laughs> exactly. So I think the question would be, what's in it for me? Right. Exactly. And how much is it going to cost? Yep. And tell me how it's going to make my business stronger. How am I going to make more money because of this? Yeah, and I guess I can, you know, there's specifics within those categories I was kind of talking about, but it's, the answer is, again, this is an operation. It's a living, breathing thing, scientific thing, IT, that is in the infrastructure and the services that you use. And it requires attention. It requires, um, not only it requires both parties to be thinking about it and discussing it on a routine basis. So you, you have to kind of, look, if, if somebody just thinks they need a help desk, I'll be honest, it, they're probably not a good fit for outsourced IT. Or if they are, if they do want that, then they're, they're, they're going to sign up with help desk services with us and you're going to probably be butting heads quite a bit. Also, <clears throat> my, my, my interpretation is, if you're the type of company that just is looking for the bare minimum, right. you're probably then having that same application and mentality for every other aspect of your business. Possibly. It can be. It, you know, I, I mean, the ones that are less inclined to get on board yep. are what? Those that are a little bit older, that the company's been around? No, it's, it's just, it's exactly what you're th saying. It's, you know, their computers are slow, they don't think they need faster ones, and, you know, maybe that thought process trickles into other thought processes that it might to the business. It but might, it you're might saying not. budget money probably is the biggest thing? It's important. I, I, it, I think it's, it is important budget and money, but you can plan around it. If you told me that if you could present to me, me being the client, that we're going to spend X dollars, yeah. and it's obviously going to be something you didn't have in your budget at this point, but I can show you with enough evidence that in three years from now, you will have saved 30% of what you would do if we did not take this approach. Is that, first off, is that a logical, realistic Totally logical. Okay. I don't know how realistic it is all the time because, you know, off the top, I, I try to go through that quite a bit with customers, but for the most part, it's, it's just a logical discussion that happens and you get the feedback. The best feedback is from an IT committee team because they'll come back and tell you, yes, this is working or no, it's not. And by the way, when you're, when you're considering something like that, you should pilot it. You should, you know, implement it in a test group, not just move forward without other people trying to sing out, watching demos, things like that. Got it. That, I mean, that makes, that's, like, I think the idea of taking one step backwards to take two steps forward, and they can actually see a tangible route to where the environment, because the other aspect, aside from just money, is the day-to-day -day stress. Is it going, but, like, in order you can't spend the money and decide to go down that path and then later say, you know what, this hasn't been worth our time, money, and energy, and stress. So there's a leap of faith, just like any type of investment or yep. business decision. But I think, I, th I would think, and you can obviously attest from experience, is that how do you uh, try to monetize stress? Yeah. How, like, how are you able to describe to them well, here is how less stressful 
and how more flowing the environment's going to be, and it's worth spending this yeah. amount of money for. Yeah. So good point, and that's actually kind of part of my agenda too, a little bit here. Um, not that we have to follow the agenda to a team. Oh, I love to. I would love to. Where are we? I know we're scared. still on efficiency, effectiveness. Perfect. But that's okay. This is all part of it. So what what we can do, and this is also something that should be considered in management. Um, stress is related to what recurring tickets, um, how long it takes to fix an issue, how long an issue has been going on, right? Those are things that you would kind of stress about. Yes. Yeah. If you couldn't post this podcast for three months from now, you'd be like, what? You know, right. I, I, in an instantaneous world, world nowadays, especially. Yeah. So what you do is you, you run ticketing reports and someone has to run those reports and it should be the, that's part of managing your IT. Um, it's not free. It's not just part of the health desk. And you know maybe those reports can be generated and automatically sent to you, but somebody needs to analyze those reports and come up with a strategic way to improve. To sorry, they need to analyze the data of the reports and then come up with a strategic way to um, make sense or or in, in, improve um, issues. Is really the most common thing or just make IT more effective um, with your IT. So specifically when you talk about monetizing, it's downtime, right? Downtime, if you're not working, if, if your computer isn't booting up at the beginning of the day, um, if your internet isn't working, um, you know, whenever there's downtime, your businesses are losing money. That's first and foremost the easiest way to kind of think of this. So there's SLAs, right? Um, how often when a ticket's created, how long before somebody actually grabs it mm -hmm. and, and starts working on the issue. That, that's downtime. If you assume that they can't work during some of it. So I know that to a degree it's not like everyone creates a ticket and they just can't work. But for the most part, the reason why they create a ticket is there's an issue that's someone preventing them from working. Mm -hmm. um, so that's kind of the efficiency and effectiveness of it. So reporting the SLAs. How many SLAs are being missed? And what is the quickest? Or what is the response time that we're typically getting on a routine basis. So we run those reports at Vitaltech and we actually send them to our customers on a monthly basis um, and we discuss them with them and uh, you know if there's uh, you know, a lot going on at Vitaltech and the help desk is a little bit slow then we communicate that to them. We actually tell them hey you know this is what was going on um, at that point that's why it took us a little over an hour to get back to you as opposed to the typical 20 minutes or whatever you know those metrics are. Mm -hmm. um, the customer can take that data and say, okay, how do we improve it for the next month? Or not a big deal if we start breaking them up into categories and things like that. But I guess SLAs is important, you know, when, how long did it take to actually respond to something? Um, so that SLA is actually, you know, first response. Um, time to resolution. So how long is an issue out there and how long with the average time it takes to resolve things? Right. That's not necessarily just on the IT. Um, it could be waiting on customers, so you could analyze the time of how long tickets were sitting on waiting on customer. You could analyze what type of issue it is, and um, if there's a bunch of recurring issues, if they were escalated a lot, obviously escalations might, might take a little bit longer because they're usually more severe. Escalation, um, by the way, for anyone listening that is unsure what that means, it's whenever an issue we feel is larger or expansive that needs further attention from one of our higher up experts. I, what I'm curious of though is the idea that how does that apply from a management standpoint, right? Like we have monthly management meetings where this stuff is brought up, right? Yeah. And we provide data analysis, correct? Yep. With ticket. Yep. 
and we can point to, we've noticed that this specific workstation, this worker, or as the, your company is an environment as a whole, we see these trends, right? Yep. Okay, and then they probably care about trends. Like, right. we want these not to be repeated, Sean. Yep. How are you going to ensure that they don't happen again, Sean? Right. That's management. Exactly. <laughs> managing your IT. That discussion, everything you just talked about, yep. if you're not even having that discussion, if you're not looking at that. And we're trying to have that discussion. Yeah, well. we want to have the discussion. Well, and it, what's really important to know for those, and thank you for still listening, if you're still with us, is that it behooves us. Yeah. We're incentivized because the, the more of those issues that are not just band-aided but resolved for a permanent slate, that's time and energy that we can then put towards other things, which most notably through management to proactively help your company move yes. forward. Right? MSPs, outsourced help desks, anything, they most of them nowadays, if you're if you're at the level to where you're even listening to this podcast, I would say you're 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 either considering outsourced them or you you have an outsourced IT or an MSP is what we call it in the uh, in the industry here. And it's an all you can eat help desk, it's unlimited. So I don't want, as a relationship manager, as a virtual CIO, as somebody who manages the IT environment for my, my customers, I don't want recurring issues. I don't want the time and resolution to be weeks. I don't want it to be day. I'd love, I'd love every ticket to be grabbed and closed within 10 minutes. And actually, to take it a step further, I'd love there to be no tickets at all. I'd love the environment to be just so What would need to happen for that? Utopia to exist. Good, good question. No, no, no. Okay. Give me a, your best possible answer, Sean. I figured You have an incredible story of your 10 plus, near 11 years of Vitaltech where you've had a vision. You want this company yeah. to operate smoothly yeah. and you want it to run like a machine on its own, yeah. right? And in order to do that, and it's possible, I, is I, to eliminate all of it. What, like, I know it's an altruistic question, but like, what what are still the most common pitfalls that cause us to have tickets that last ten minutes or three hours? Like, what what is still causing it? Yeah, I, and how can management at least curb it? Yeah, I, you know, it, it's a big question, and I actually say that a lot, um, especially when we're you know discussing potentially working with new customers. Um, I'd love it if we had no tickets. I I, I say that all the time. And, both sides laugh and get a chuckle out of it, but but yeah, it'd be great. From the business side, there's no downtime, because again, tickets mean usually they're associated some way, shape, or form of downtime, and if there's no downtime, guess what? I don't have to hire somebody to actually answer the phone and answer the ticket and respond and help resolve it. So it, it's extremely beneficial on both sides. All right, what causes the majority of the tickets? Yeah, I, I mean, there's a million different issues, so usually it's, it's a new project that was implemented and um, you know, there's just a little bit of remnants and there's some change. People hate change and they're very resistant to it. And even if you try and set up pilot groups and things like that, um, you're just mitigating how many take, and that is the purpose of them, is to kind of vet it out and hopefully mitigate the issues that you kind of have afterwards. If, um, so that's one thing, project can do it. Uh, one is neglected environments. And unfortunately that comes down to budgeting and spending some more money. Because how do you prevent it? You, you, the, if you let's say we run up bottomless money, yeah, how are we resolving? Right. So I, you, you buy the best IT you possibly can. I'm talking the best switches, the best routers, the best wireless access points, the fastest internet connection, the most stable cloud solutions you could ever find, the fastest computers, um, 
You're, you never make any changes. You don't allow any of the users to make any changes in the computers. Because again, this is a science. There's a million different variables. One change can affect a, a bunch of other variables and, and potentially break things. So I, it, it's a really hard question to answer. I, I, I appreciate you you asking and kind of pushing well, I'm on I'm speaking it. on behalf of a client that yeah. wants, that knows that technology is essential for growth in their business, yeah. and they know it's going to cost them a decent amount of money, but there's got to be a line drawn. And so the, from a client standpoint, they want to feel like they're getting the better end of the business deal every single time, right? Yeah. The irony of it is the majority of those people, they don't then tap into all the possible resources to win it. Yeah, you could you could pull the wool over your IT company where you feel like a lot of where you feel like you're getting the better end of it if you just put in the energy and time. If we had a meeting and I said, Sean, I'm disappointed at how many tickets we have. Yeah, what are we going to do to resolve it? Right. What would you tell me? You analyze all the tickets and look for recurring issues. You would uh, assess the hardware. So the computers themselves, their age, their right. specs. Um, you would assess the servers, uh, their, their, their specs, their age. You would assess the IT services you're working on. You assess the equipment. You, you basically just make a bunch of assessments. I know you love car analogies. Yeah. But the idea of I can take it to the to the mechanic and they'll turn my tires and they'll fill the air. And like, yeah. And we've done that four or five times. But then eventually we're going to need to get new tires. Yep. So what you're asking is, how do I never have to take my car into the shop, and how do I never have to replace my car? Unfortunately, the answer is you do. <laughs> no, I'm, that's not my question. My question is... Or how do I prevent my car from baking ever? Cars are going to break. IT services are going to be obsolete. I guess my main question would be, and I would think this would be the main question in someone that is considering new IT, or is that a crossroads because they feel like they're spending more money, or they have to make a decision on... Should we spend $50,000 on all this technology that we think is going to make our company that much better? I guess the question would be, what advice would you give a client to ensure that they're getting the most out of their, their, their business with them? With the, like they're getting the most out of it without taking advantage of it. Yeah. Right? Which I would think you would communicate with them that this is where the line yeah. is. But like for them to squeeze out every possible drop of juice from the orange. Yeah. And they're getting the most out of the money they're spending for their business. Yeah. What are the things they should be doing? They should be, they should have teams dedicated, not team. Um, they should have an IT committee meeting. They should have recurring weekly or monthly meetings on all of their IT um, with us. And then they should hold us accountable for our SLAs. They should hold us accountable for our reporting. They should hold us accountable for routine recommendations. Um, and they should create a budget for it as well. And they should communicate that budget, or I would, I would love to have somewhat control over the budget um, myself. I know that's kind of hard with an outsourced vendor. But if you set some parameters, you know, like right. monthly... And if you're prefacing to them your intentions yeah. are obviously well yeah. intended for the betterment of them. Yeah. I mean, they're still going to need to sign on the dotted line. Right, right. So all of those things, and, and by the way, I didn't even mention help desk yet, because 
help desk is it's necessary, right? And it's the first line of, of, of contact for when there's issues. You absolutely need it. But it's it's you need to manage it. You need to think about IT. You need to think about how to improve it. You need to plan go you know forward going forward. Um, you know, there's really no way if you want to get the most out of your IT, you need to make sure that management is incorporated um, on a routine basis. Here. You don't know what you don't know. No. And it's shame on you if they don't know. And they're not going to know. And that's why we're here. Great point. They're so, not- like, are you telling me that the, there isn't too small of an issue for them? Like, you would look, like, all right, if you get an email from somebody at the company, one of the liaisons, and says, listen, I, I'm just unsure if this is a thing or not, but I've been noticing that we're getting this. And I, Do you appreciate those questions? Because yeah. in a way, what they're doing, they're showing that they want to work together, yeah. they want to grow together. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if it's just some simple pop-up or something on their computer, yeah. look, the team loves those tickets because we get to spend time just chatting with them about their day. It's not really affecting them. It's not causing a lot of downtime. We kind of build a rapport with them. You know, that kind of gives you a little bit of a break from the day, the okay. day kind of grind. And yeah, we appreciate it because if it is a serious issue and it's a virus that could potentially encrypt all the files on the server, for sure, let's catch it right away and stop sure. it so that we don't incur any downtime. And it's not just downtime for the business, but you know, the team then that just works 7 to 5, 8 to 5, 8 to 6, whatever, um, they don't want to spend the rest of their night away from their families and friends or whatever they do in their own personal time, restoring the environment from backups or, or trying to decrypt something. Um, it, yeah, I mean, it, always call us, always ask us. It's not, um, we like talking to people, uh, we like interacting with people, you know, which is kind of how we hire here at Vital Tech, but it's, we'd rather know than not know in the end, no matter how busy we are. Um, how are we doing on the outline agenda? So, I, you know, we've talked a lot about effectiveness and efficiencies. And, you know, there's, there's so one thing that makes you more efficient that just we haven't talked about, we don't have to dig in this too much, but it's just something to consider is employees set up and leave procedures. Have a process for that, right? Like actually a, what would that entail? a methodical process of what's the person's name? What do you have a certain naming convention for email addresses? What distribution groups should they be a part of? What software should they have in a computer? What size monitors do they want? Do they want a laptop or a desktop? You know, do they need remote access? If if all if this checklist isn't created, then obviously you can kind of relate, you know, envision what the leave procedure and how that might kind of look somewhat similar, um, just kind of be on the opposite side of uh, the prep procedure. Um, if you don't have that, it, it's not going to be efficient. So you're going to get a computer. I'm going to log in, Scott. I'll assume you need access to some files and email, and here you go, buddy. And it's, well, no, I need remote access, or I need this software that runs on my computer as well. And, oh, I don't use that printer, I use this printer, kind of thing. So it, it, all of that creates downtime. It, it makes it way more, way less efficient, um, and we're not as effective at setting things up. So that's, these are just simple things. Um, we talked about reporting on time resolution, SLAs. We talked a lot about project management, when you have your project and how much time. Quantity of tickets, you talked about that a lot. Um, we talked a lot about planning and foresight, so when does your hardware need to be refreshed? Should you go to cloud, should you not go to cloud? 
what options are out there, are there better options out there for the things that I'm using now? I mean, we kind of started talking about a lot of these things. Um, one thing we didn't really talk about is compliance, disaster recovery, moves and expansions. We talked a little about moves and expansions as far as like planning project, but like compliance it is if you're HIPAA or SEC, um, if you're not, if you don't have management incorporated in your IT, um, or you're not taking advantage of you know, the management offered by your MSP and you have to be HIPAA or SEC or any other kind of PCI compliance, oh my gosh, you're, you're, there's no, I, I, I really don't see a way of passing any audit and not incurring thousands or seven, you know, hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars in fines. I mean, that's just, think about everything we just talked about, reporting, audits, um, uh, you know, checklists on a routine basis, a new computer to set up, is it encrypted? Oh my gosh, do you know how long it takes to encrypt a computer if it's not set up already? How slow? It's terrible. So that kind of digs into security. Is, you know, we talked about viruses and breakouts. Is there antivirus on the computers? Was that part of the checklist to make sure that each computer has antivirus on it? Um, as new users come on and off, are we, you know, are we, when employees leave, are we reviewing the users that have access to the environment, whether their passwords have changed or not? But have we removed them from the environment? Again, all this is just related to security. Um, are we reviewing the, the security groups to make sure the right people are part of them? You know, was there a partner that was recently let go and his account is still active? And yeah, he might not know his password, but he has access to a lot of stuff in the environment. Mm -hmm. Like, this is just basic security management. Are you, at the most basic form, you can pay for just this on its own, is pushing out Windows updates or security updates to computers to make sure that your covers are patched. Um, we talked about compliance and monitoring. Um, you know, what else should you be doing? We talked a lot about when you talk on a routine basis, are you getting guidance? Are you, um, are you communicating as a customer what you know, your peer companies are doing as well? And just bouncing an idea off of uh, you know, the MSP or us, you know, Phytotech, if you're one of our customers, um, to, to make sure that what you're doing is correct and there's, there's anything better out there. Um, we talked a lot about downtime, and that just relates to stability um, and you know, not incurring downtime. And, you know, so the, the more you manage, the more effective you are at all of this. The more planning you do, the more reporting, the more you just talk about it. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, just make sure you're having a discussion. Yes, that's it. Some of my management meetings. Are 15 minutes, 20 minutes. So, and they're over the phone now mostly, but over they the can phone, be, yeah. and you go to the office too. Have an agenda, yeah. I go to the customers at times, um, and, and we just talk. If anything, it's nothing, it's important to just kind of catch up. If I know someone's having budget issues, I'm not going to recommend a device that's $1,000 more. I'll recommend a device that's $1,000 less, but also communicate that the, you know, this device might break in three years instead of five years, but I'm trying to save money because I understand that you know you want to tighten up the budget. I don't need to know profit and loss for businesses. I just need to know you know if there's if I have a bigger budget or a smaller budget. It's almost like a green product. light, yellow light, red That's light. That's it. That's all it is. Right. And, like, and, these are, like, and then you can apply your methodologies. I, I think the biggest lessons, because in most cases in the world, a person understands the cliche. You get what you put in. 
Yeah. But with technology, I don't think that's necessarily the case because you, you kind of enter the party and you're basically told if you don't think you're the most tech-savvy person in that room, it means you probably don't know much at all. And I think there's a lot of vulnerability and lack of confidence. So then people just don't even bother yeah. to get involved. They're just like, okay, we'll let, that, let experts fix it when it gets to it. And then we're saying it's the complete opposite. It is like exercising your body that the more you get involved and you educate yourselves on the right practices right and we're here to be your trainers yes exactly and it's part of the monthly fee <laughs> if you're, you're paying for it yeah for the most part I, I mean, think that most again everybody wants to feel like they get the right end of a deal yeah um, and if you're spending money you should be getting a service I just think that what we are trying to do at Vital Tech is to change the stigma or the notion that we're an insurance policy. Yes. We're not. 100%. We're a management team. Yeah. We don't want to just be called when things break or shit hits the fan. We, we want to be, you know, on the executive team if we can, on some board, uh, having be part of some committee, or at the very least, just someone who can make business decisions should talk to, uh, we call them relationship managers, and we need to come up with a better title because it's more than just an account manager. There's yeah. a virtual CIO and management and everything I just talked about in there, all the services. Um, you just need to be discussing on a routine basis. And if you're, if you're not talking about it, at least on a routine basis, do it on a quarterly basis, a yearly basis. You have to do something. Um, you know, some of our clients have only five or six computers and they don't, you know, they don't need it every single month. Um, they might some months, but not most. Some of our clients are 50 or 60, and I think that they think they don't need it as frequent as they do. Um, the more they let us in, the more we have to offer, and and you know, the more you get out of the solution. So, and it's like I said, it's part of it. We're paying for it, and it's for us. It's not even. It's not like we just had this one meeting, and it all has to be crammed into that one meeting. So the the, the the role of a relationship manager at Vital Tech isn't just to run these reports and assess the tickets on a monthly basis and come up with recommendations and just have that one hour or two hour or 15 minute discussion. It's to be there along the way. So to have a dialogue through email um, or just ad hoc phone calls before that meeting or at just after that meeting, um, it's, it, you have to open up the lines of communication um, as, as much as you can. Um, and, and just care about IT. I mean, we care. Yeah. Thank you, Sean. Yeah, for sure. Uh, all of our episodes for not just our podcast within the Vital Talk content series, but our webinars are on YouTube and on iTunes and anywhere that podcasts are available, and um, including SoundCloud. And we will have a blog version of this, and you can get any of our content. Uh, and you can get any information about our business as we would love to partner with you at vitaltechsolutions.com. For Sean, I'm Scott. Thanks for listening. Thank you.